This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your DIY savvy host that usually gets it done right. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 50 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Guys, I am so excited to reach 50 episodes. Thanks for being along the journey with me, whether this is your first episode or your 50th episode. I'm so excited that you're here with me to join in the adventure of the Easy Living Yards podcast as we tune in to 50 shows and beyond and really change our lives through our landscapes. That's why we're here. So thanks for joining me here, guys. I'm super excited if you can't tell. Today we are going to be talking about how to DIY with confidence. And I have a super exciting announcement as well that comes along with this. Uh, And you know, I'm just going to jump right into it. Today is the founding launch day of the membership, the Easy Living Yards membership. So today we are going to be launching the membership. Uh, I'm going to be opening to a, a special founders group, and you can have an opportunity to be part of that. Uh, all you have to do is go to ely.house/membership and check things out there. I'll get into more details later in the show, but I actually want to talk more about our topic first, um, which is how to DIY with confidence. And I'm going to kind of skip through some of our intro stuff. You know, we usually talk about a few things here or there um, and also our favorite plant of the day. Um, Today, our favorite plant is whatever plant you are going to plan to put in your landscape. So we're not going to feature any specific plants here. Instead, we're going to talk about getting it done and doing things and doing it with confidence in your landscape and and. You know, that's what I want to focus on for the day. If you can't tell, I'm super excited to be here with 50 episodes. It's a huge milestone for me, and I hope it's exciting for you as well. And I want to share that excitement with what we're launching through our membership. Now, before we talk about, you know, what you can do to DIY with confidence, I actually want to give you a little bit of background about me as to why I love a do-it-yourself type mentality and, and really with with pretty much from day one growing up, why I DIY. And there's a lot of reasons that can go into why you might um, be into doing it yourself, whether it's with your landscape or other parts of your life. I mean, we all do something ourselves, right? Whether it's tying our shoes or fixing our house up. And, um, and there's obvious reasons and there's some not so obvious reasons as well or you may not even be aware of it so I just want to help you understand why I feel I DIY and why I think it works for me and maybe that can help you understand whether or not whether or not it works for you so one of the big and most obvious drivers for a lot of people and for me as well is cost you know when it comes to doing it yourself usually it's a lot cheaper because when you have something done whether it's landscaping or plumbing work, or, you know, finishing carpentry, you know, some of these skills are very specialized skills. And to get it done with a pro, especially if you want it done, you know, really uh, custom work, it's very expensive. And most of that expense is the service part, the custom part, or the, you know, the, the labor is usually the most expensive parts of hiring out work. Now, for some jobs, I am one of the first people to admit that it's better to have an expert do it than to do it yourself. However, 
I am one of those people who I actually take a lot of pride in doing things my way and doing it myself and to, uh, you know, have that touch, that mark upon the work I've done and, and to look at it, you know, the completed job, whether it's perfect or not, whether it has issues or not, to look at it with pride in the fact that I did it, you know, and that's a big part too. Um, so cost is usually one of the first drivers. Um, and, and the reality is sometimes we just can't afford to hire it out, you know? Um, so cost, the next is trust for me. If I'm to be completely honest, you know, I don't really feel comfortable saying this, but it's, it's tough to trust somebody else to come in and, and to trust that they have your priorities in mind. And, and, this isn't necessarily from a sinister standpoint, but let's face it, a company's usually their primary purpose is to stay in business and to, you know, make the bottom line and, and make a profit, you know? And, um, so it's tough for, you know, some people don't realize that, you know, getting repeat business and recommendations by doing a stellar job is actually how they do that. They're more focused on the short term of getting the money, getting the job done quickly and, um, and they don't realize, you know, this isn't true for everybody. There's many, many very good service-based businesses from people that do HVAC work to landscaping to roofing, right? There's, there's a lot of wonderful contractors that I know that they love their job and they love their clients and they, sh- that shows through their work. Um, and, but there's also people out there that are, you know, they're opposite. They want to get the job as quickly as possible, as many jobs as they can to turn a quick profit and to move on to the next job. And, and it's so tough to find the right people, you know, who are the former and who are the latter. And so for me, I actually, generally speaking, I just prefer to do it myself if I'm capable of doing it, or if I feel like I can learn how to be capable of doing it. And whether or not that's you, you know, is something you have to determine what's your level of trust with bringing somebody in your house to do the job and what type of job it is. You know, there's two specific things that we've had done for us on our house. And and for our house, it's been almost a complete overhaul except for the bones, the structure of our house. You know, the foundation is the same. The, <laughs> the structural timbers that make up the walls of our house are the same. Everything else was up in the air and everything from drywall to flooring, subflooring um, was done in our house by ourselves, except two things. One was carpet. We had a, a significant portion of our house carpeted. Most of the ups or well, all of the upstairs is carpeted except for the bathrooms and uh, it all needed replaced. And, um, and then a little bit of the first floor as well, including our stairs that go up to our upstairs. And we did not feel we had the experience to do that for one. Um, I've done a little bit of carpeting repair with my parents, I believe. Uh, that was years ago. Um, and you know, that's a big job with a big expense that if you don't do it right, it's a, it's a big deal. And so we decided to have professionals do that for us as well as just the amount of work, you know, having that, having somebody come in to do that, a team of people was much more effective than us. A couple of us trying to, you know, buy the, the required specialized tools for it or rent them and to try and do it ourselves. Um, and so it was just much more convenient and also much more reliable of a job. 
we did do quite a bit of shopping around to make sure we had a quality team helping us out. And so that's just an example of one. The other was uh, something we just had done in the fall here, uh, right before it started to get cool, um, was we had our windows replaced. And again, that was something where we decided we wanted a quality install job, um, something that we could feel comfortable that the windows were installed properly. So we didn't have long-term issues with some high-quality windows that we purchased to really increase the thermal insulative value of our home as well as just the um, the value of our home most everything else in our house we've done ourselves and whether or not it's something we've done before or not we uh, did the work to figure out how to do it and we jumped into it including uh, everything from installing uh, tongue and groove flooring uh, installing ceramic tile uh, putting in drywall um ripping out tons of stuff, doing tons of demo work, um, uh, all sorts of stuff. I mean, we've done it. And, um, and so a lot of that has been just, you know, again, trusting that we can do it ourselves and feeling that it's more cost effective way to do it. And, um, also the satisfaction that comes out of it. That's the next thing. So really it's so satisfying when we sit down to take a break in the evening, um, to sit on our couch and to look at the floor in front of us and to think, we did that. That's something we did, and it turned out beautiful. And we really increased the value of our home with the work we did. So there's, you know, there is something to be said about sweat equity. And we put the work in, and what's come out of as a result is an immense amount of pride in our home that we currently live in. It was a disaster when we moved in. Uh, both inside and out, and we're uh, slowly turning it into a beautiful gem that's a beautiful home for our family. The next thing is, uh, I kind of touched on it already with the cost thing, but it's it's sometimes it's just what's in, in, in the cards for now. Uh, let's face it, most of us are somewhat budget-strapped. No, regardless of whatever budget we have, we still have to be considering... Uh, what sort of expense we're allowed to have on something. And, um, you know, sometimes we could wait, you know, years before we can afford to have something done for us, or we could do it now and do it ourselves, maybe have a couple friends or family members come to help us. And so that's been the reality for us is there was no way we would have had the amount of work done on our home if we hired it out. Um, compared to if we did it ourselves. And so that was another huge factor for us is is just the amount of, of cost involved with bringing people in would have been way too prohibitive uh, compared to just getting the materials and learning a few of the basic skills ourselves and to do a pretty decent job at um, having it done ourselves. The next, I already touched upon this with the trust piece a little bit, but some of it's just about doing it my way. You know, I like to have to know that I can be in the middle of a job and realize, oh, wait, you know what? I actually realize as I'm doing this that I want this change just made a little bit or something like that. And to be able to make that change with confidence and to make it um, comfortably where I'm the one doing the work. So I'm the one accountable for the work. And I can also adjust it as needed because I'm the most perceptive of what I want at the time. And and so that's really a big thing too. And it also ties into that pride piece, the satisfaction. So doing it my way, getting it done my way, making, you know, whatever tweaks and changes I'd like to have done. And then 
looking back and seeing the work I've done and to feel happy and proud of the work I've done. So all of this, you know, all of this ties into why I DIY. And the last piece too is having the confidence to do it. And that's a really important piece as I've talked to a lot of people who don't do uh, work themselves. You know, they hire it out. What I've found is a lot of people don't feel confident that they can do the work. And the reality is, they, you know, a lot of people ask, well, how did, how did you do this? When did you ever learn this experience? And, you know, to be honest, a lot of it is just jumping in and doing it. And th- that's all, you know, um, buffered with the reality that I don't like to just, you know, do things willy nilly. I do the research first. I learn how to do something. I figure out the right way or the best way or or the most comfortable way or the most cost effective way that gives us a quality result. You know, I, I take my um, priorities or, you know, what's the safest way? What's the way to do it to code? Um, all of those types of um, factors I really research it because there's tons of information out there, especially now with the, you know, the internet and all the things you can find out on the web on how to do things. There's so much information and some of it is misinformation. Some of it is very good information, but there's many opinions to that factor in. And so it's tough to sift through, you know, it takes a lot of time sometimes or a lot of savvy to be able to sift through, find what you need, find what's helpful and to build the confidence to do the job right. And so that's a very tough thing, which I found a lot of people have uh, a hard time with. And, and I guess for better, for worse, I've been lucky enough, uh, or, um, you know, jumped through that fear somewhat, you know, had the ability to jump through that fear and to, and to kind of just experience it, right. To, to start doing it and to, to, you know, make that step, make that leap between uh, thinking about how it would be nice to actually jumping in and doing it. And so that's actually why I've, a big part of why I've developed the Easy Living Yards brand and also the Easy Living Yards membership to really help as many people do it yourself in their landscape. So if you're looking for do it yourself landscaping, this is the place to be. I want this to be a central hub to help people that, you know, maybe can't afford to hire a landscaper or maybe aren't ready to hire a landscaper, maybe don't trust it, or maybe, um, you know, want to have the satisfaction of doing it themselves. So if this sounds like you, um, or if you, um, you just want to do things your way, right? Or maybe it's, you know, you want to do it now instead of in 10, 15 years when you can afford it. And so if any of these things are is something that sounds familiar with you, then you're in the right place. You know, this podcast um, is really about helping you and, and giving you the tools you need to kind of jump in and do it yourself. And now the membership that I'm launching today is a progression of that too. And the membership is about giving you the confidence and, and the tools you need all together to really push you forward to, to really help you move forward confidently with changing your landscape into a low maintenance landscape that's beautiful, that helps you save time so you can do more important things with your time. And so before I, you know, get talking about too much about the membership right now, I want to just talk about too, you know, DIY stuff, DIY work, whether it's DIY landscaping or DIY remodeling, is not always perfect. I've had plenty of mistakes and I'll probably feature a whole show of, you know, some of my landscaping mistakes that I've made, which is kind of, you know, it'll be kind of fun and embarrassing, uh, you know, poke fingers at myself, right? 
Well, I have a couple blunders I can share with what we've done with renovating our home, with with how we've really fixed up our home and some of the mistakes I've made. And, you know, some of these could have been very bad mis- bad mistakes or costly mistakes. And so one is, you know, I'm I'm not the best person at electrical work and plumbing work. You know, there's a reason there's licensed plumbers and licensed electricians that come in, do work to code, and that's really, really important. But when it comes to running some basic circuitry or doing some basic plumbing repairs, I think it's also there's something to be said about doing it yourself and to to do the best you can of getting a quality job. Now, that said, it's not always the easiest thing to do. And that's that's why there are licensed, you know, there's professionals to do this stuff for a reason, right? Um, and so if you're an electrician or a plumber listening to the show, first of all, thank you for your work. I, I do think it's highly valuable. I mean, so let's talk about an electri- electrical mistake that I've recently made. Um, and this could have been very dangerous. Um, so, you know, with electricity, of course, you have to be really careful. You have to make sure your circuits are turned off uh, before you're working on them. You have to make sure they're installed properly so you don't, you know, miswire the circuit. And there's luckily there's a lot of safety built in, especially with, you know, modern circuit breakers. Uh, if something's not wired properly, it usually trips the breaker, which is really helpful because it prevents massive issues uh, if you make a mistake. And so... One of the mistakes I recently made was I was wiring a circuit and um, as I put together the wires, you know, you usually have, you have with an AC circuit, if you're not familiar with circuitry, just really quick, you have a, a black wire that carries your load and then you have a white wire that completes the circuit back to your circuit box. And so you need to have, you know, a loop. That's how circuits work. Um, and so it comes into your plug or device or whatever and then goes back out through the other wire that's why you have two prongs at least on your plugs and and then you also usually have a ground wire and so that's your if there's a short or something like that it'll take the electricity back to ground which is literally a wire that goes back to your circuit box and then is connected to a pole in the ground and that takes the electricity safely away from the house and puts it into the ground where it can absorb the electricity. That's legitimately why it's called a ground. And, um, and so anyway, when I was wiring this circuit into a, a circuit box, I had capped the black wires together and you put this little cap on and you screw it down. And of course, this is while the electricity is off. That's very important or you could die basically. And you, you twist this cap on to really connect it down tight. And then I went and connected the, the white wire as well. And after having done that, I, you know, I, I checked them to make sure they were good. And then I went and flipped on the circuit and I went back and nothing was working. So I was sitting there checking around wondering why it wasn't working. And so, um, of course, you got to be careful probing and stuff because once you have a live circuit, you know, you're not supposed to probe too much because you, you have electricity that's running through these things. And this was a 20 amp circuit too, which is a high amperage circuit. And, and so I had a, a multimeter to test voltage. And as I was testing the voltage, I, I unwittingly touched the, the probe that I was using to test the live black wire to the ground wire. It was so close, I didn't even notice, and it arced to the ground wire and tripped the breaker off, which was, you know, again, I was very thankful for that safety um, 
measure. But what it did was because there was so much amperage, there was a big pop, bunch of smoke. The the black cap turned all black, basically. It was a bright yellow cap that was going onto the black wire. It turned all black. And it actually melted the the probe that I was using because it just, you know, was barely touching enough to arc it and it was like a soldering or a uh, like a welder basically and so as it turned out the problem with the circuit was that as i capped the white wires the the live white wire or the um you know the one that goes back to the circuit breaker uh was not fully connected and it was a problem and so there's an example of a DIY blunder I made with electricity recently, and it could have been very dangerous if I didn't sit there for one and check the circuits, uh, and two, um, if I wasn't being completely careful with how I was probing through that live circuit. Uh, another one recently was plumbing. I made a plumbing mistake where um, I, I'm not the world's best plumber. I know what to do, but I'm horrible at doing it because we have copper pipe, and um, it requires, you know, uh, solder to connect these pipes together. And I'm not the, I, I'm pretty decent. You know, I, I can hold my own when it comes to electrical soldering on circuit boards. Uh, I know nerd alert, right? But, um, I'm not the world's best pipe solderer. I always seem to solder in a leak somewhere. And, and then you have to like take the whole thing apart, get all the solder off, uh, and then put it back, back together try again. And it's, it's just a mess. And then of course you always like right next to like a floor jam or something, where there's like wood right behind you where you're soldering and you have to use this torch and I end up like burning black marks on it. It's a horrible thing. Anyway, don't let me plumb uh, your house. And and so I tried out this, you know, there's this newer stuff that came out like five or 10 years ago called shark bite, where you basically just push these connections together and then, um, and then you have a good stable connection. And so I'm like, okay, I'll give this stuff a try. You know, I, it sounds like it might be a little hokey or something, but tons of people use these shark bite fittings now a lot of plumbers use it and it does great right so i'm like okay i'll give it a shot well as it turns out i didn't put these all you're supposed to have to do is you cut your pipe and you put the connection you push it in real snug and then it's good and that's it you don't have to do any soldering anything like that no screwing or bolting or whatever and so i did this and i turned the water on just a little bit and all of a sudden this water just starts shooting everywhere with this new shark bite valve i had put in to make a connection it's just shooting everywhere making a giant mess and so of course i cut the water off as it turns out i hadn't cut the pipe quite right and i actually cut a little too much off and it didn't make a full seal inside the fitting and so I actually had to then readjust the whole pipe across the, luckily it was in our basement. So I had access to the pipe. I had to adjust the whole pipe across the basement, uh, ceiling to, to get a, a little bit of slack in the pipe to, to push it into the fitting more. And so again, that's another example of a DIY mistake. Luckily I was able to, to catch both of these soon enough where it didn't make like a giant UMS or create a, you know, a massive costly problem. But my point here with both of these stories is that Everybody makes mistakes and and you don't kind of get there until you get there. With that said, I had the confidence and you know the the background safety to to um to know how to do these things safely to prevent injury or problem or costly mistakes. And um and so that's really what this membership is about too is to help you have the confidence to do it right, avoid some of these costly mistakes that you could potentially have. Um Likewise, so what this membership has is, aside from, you know, what it can do by by giving you the confidence you need to do it right, how I do that is through providing a, a, 
a community support group. Um, so you have access to the other members in the group to develop a community of people doing it together. And that's really important. So you don't feel like you, this is not do it yourself. This is do it together. Now we're a group of people doing it together for our landscape. So we're building our landscapes together instead of doing it yourself. So you don't feel like you're isolated and alone trying to figure out how the heck to do this stuff. You're not digging through the internet for hours trying to find, uh, you know, the one YouTube video that's not all shaky and and telling you, you know, uh, all garbled what to do and stuff. Instead, you, you have the tools and the community of people to do things together, to do it correctly and with confidence. There will be opportunities to have Q&A time with me on a regular basis. So you can ask me questions directly with whatever you're working on at the time. And I'll also have videos to walk you through the process step by step. So that's, in a nutshell, what the membership is about. Now, right now, what I'm opening is is not the full-scale membership. What it is is this is the launch day of the founding membership. So the founding members is going to be a limited group of people who want to be the founding members of the Easy Living Yards membership. And as this founding group, what you'll be doing is you'll be influencing the first courses that come out in the membership. So if you have specific ideas and specific thoughts that you want help on, you can have help and influence on how these courses are made and and what content I'll be producing for you. And likewise, you'll have more direct access to me than ever. This will be, you know, a lot of one-on-one access to work you through your problems with your landscape, your challenges, your to help give you the confidence you need to work on your landscape, to plan it out and to get it done this year, to, you know, at least get progress made this year, right? This is a long-term process. So you'll have direct access to me more than ever before. And as you know, as this membership grows, of course, the access to me will, will by default, by design have to decrease, right? Um, And likewise, on top of all this, you'll have a special founder's rate. This will be the lowest rate you can get for this membership. And as long as you're a member, this rate will continue as long as you're a member of the Easy Living Yards membership. So this gets to be a rate that you get to hold on to. It's not like, you know, your your cable bill where they start to sneak it up every year and, and, you know all of a sudden you look down at your bill and it's like three times the amount of what it used to be. That's the worst, right? Anyway, that's why we canceled cable too. Um, uh, Among other reasons, it saves you so much time when you cancel it. Just, just to be honest. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, So yeah, the founding membership is your opportunity again to influence the first courses that come out in the membership on what you need done for your landscape. Gives you direct access to me more than ever before gives you a special founder's rate that locks in and this is available just for a short period of time before it closes and we do our founding membership period and so as we develop the early membership you get to be part of that you get access before everybody else does and and you get to be part of a very small group of people to do that as well so 
If that sounds like something interesting to you, all you have to do is go to ely.how slash membership and check out the options there. Of course, I have links to this in the show notes. Now, if this doesn't sound like something you're interested, I don't want this just to be a sales pitch for the membership. Instead, I want this to be something that helps you get confidence in your landscaping, your DIY landscaping, so you can make a huge difference in your landscape. So what else can you do if you don't feel like the membership is right for you right now? Well, what you can do, first of all, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. This podcast is intended to do much the same thing. You know, you don't get the direct access the same as in the membership, but what you do have is a lot of, you know, topic-based coaching with each episode. I try and give you details on how to do different things in your landscape and to help give you confidence and help focus you on why we should change our landscapes for the better. So first, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Secondly, become a YouTube savvy researcher. That's how I've gotten a lot of knowledge in my DIY endeavors uh, around our house was just learning through things other people have done on YouTube and not just in YouTube, but also, uh, you know, through the Internet world. Um, There are a lot of great resources out there like... um, you know, like Family Handyman, for example, for your home is a great resource that, you know, when I needed to learn a few basics on things, I checked out various resources like that to to um, learn more and, and when I needed it. And so that's another option. And third, of course, is just read, read, read. So, you know, read as many resources as you can or watch or listen to as many resources as you can, as long as you think they're good resources. That's, you know, the tough thing. That's the very difficult thing is figuring out, okay, what's good information and what's not. And that I can't really provide you a whole lot of specificity on except for you need to figure out on your own what sounds right to you, what sounds correct. And that unfortunately just takes time. So if you can't afford or you can't you have the time right now or whatever to join the membership or you just don't think it's right for you right now, these are other options for you. Now, if if you don't have the time to sit there and sift through a bunch of stuff on the internet, maybe the membership is right for you. So I'd like you again to consider whether it's right for you. So for today, of course, the links are to go over to eaywhy.how slash membership and check out the options for becoming a founding member. Now, of course, if if you've missed the time period for this or if uh, we filled up with the amount of capacity I have for the founding membership, basically we'll have the option to jump onto a wait list to be one of the first people to hear about when I open up the membership. And likewise, too, if you're hearing this in a much later date, the membership might already be open to everyone. So go on over to ely.how slash membership. That'll take you to the latest updates for the membership. Um, and if you, aside from that, guys, um, if you have any questions, you can always ask me, you know, a question or two. If you go over to ely.how slash pod, and you can ask me a specific question about your landscape, and I'll get back to you and help you with whatever your questions are. With that, guys, I really hope you have the confidence to move forward in your landscaping to really make a positive difference here in your yard so you can make a positive difference in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.